Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about sleep. So this podcast isn't designed to make you go to sleep. It's designed with the help of our friend Riley Jarvis, who is the owner and CEO at The Sleep Consultant, to help you sleep better. Hi, Riley. How are you? Hey, Simon. I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. And that's not a British accent I detect, so <laughs> based. I am in Canada, Vancouver, Canada. Excellent. So... I've got some topical questions because we're going through a heat wave at the time we're recording in the UK, but I will save those till later. Just tell us a bit about the sleep consultant business. Give us a bit of an intro about yourself, a career background. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just quick story about myself. I've been on the sleep journey for about 10 years or so. I was originally working in the finance industry, working about 12 to 18 hour workdays, sort of in investment banking. Um, that's what I went to school for, private equity. Uh, but six months into the job, my health started to deteriorate and uh, I was forced to quit my job, kind of fell into a deep depression, kind of felt cornered from all sides, saw a couple dozen specialists and turns out the diagnosis was Crohn's disease, which is you know inflammation of your entire body, specifically your bowels. And uh, it was sort of through this process, side effects of medication couldn't really do too much for me. So with my back against the wall, I really took health into my own hands. And one month I would try diet, one month I would try exercise. And when I got to that sleep month, everything just started to really come together for me until I put my Crohn's in 100, into 100% complete remission. And then it was just sort of through my own journey. I started helping friends, friends of friends. And then I just, you know, it just kind of grew over the years to just this international thing where I'm helping other people, not who's in a disease state, or like showing people what the potential is, but more, for, more so for people to be high performers, increase productivity, remove stress, build better relationships and everything that comes along with it. So today what we do at The Sleep Consultant is we work with CEOs, entrepreneurs, athletes, but it's really everybody at this point because we all, you know, sleep. There's no way, you know, getting around that. And uh, yeah, I really, I, and how I do that is I have video programs, but I also send lab test kits directly to people's houses. We look at about 800 biomarkers, you know, all their genetics, their gut, their hormones, and kind of look, you know, under the hood of their biology to see what's actually going on. So instead of guessing, we're actually testing. And that's where people can get better really quickly. But, you know, it just depends on where people are at. So quite quite a journey you've been on then to kind of yeah. get you there. You've had to ride the roller coaster, some of the downs, but it sounds yeah. like you're on one of the upward trajectories now in terms of the business and, and where you're at personally with your health. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that um, you know when I was really feeling you know in, in the depths of that darkness that I felt like at the time, I was like, I do not wish this upon my worst enemy. So, you know, now I've kind of taken it like any clients that I have, um, you know, take their results personally. And, you know, it's like, it's not work for me. It's really a joy to see the transformations opposed to looking at balance sheets, looking at financial statements all day long, you know, just for years, like this is just so much more meaningful to me. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great in different scenarios every day. Good. So I think sleep's one of those things that we and I don't mean this disrespectfully, a lot of people probably don't think about in terms of what the benefits of sleeping properly are. We kind of take it for granted. We always hear people saying, oh, I've had an awful night's sleep or I haven't slept well for months, weeks, years, days. So yeah. before we before we look at kind of some of the practical tips that you've got for people, what are the key benefits of sleeping properly? What I know our bodies need it and you know far more than me, but what what it's the essential stuff our body does when we sleep and what are the benefits yeah. of good night's sleep? 
Yeah, that's a really great question. And, you know, to extend on your point, you're so right. We, you know, we really look at sleep as this thing where, you know, where we close our eyes, we open our eyes and we just get on with our day. And it's just, it's a badge of honor if we can sleep less in order to get ahead, especially in the industry that I used to come from. And, you know, a lot of, you know, people that I, I talked to in the beginning stages, it's why would I close my eyes and be unconscious and unproductive when I could wake up early, drink coffee, get on with it and get more done. But what actually happens is our biology will start to break down as we burn the candle from both ends. And it depends on the person, what their motivation is. For some people, it's longevity. They want to live a longer period of time. For other people, maybe it's they don't want to get an injury risk. For other people, it's, you know, being able to get as much done within a period of time because every single minute within a day counts and it has to be 100% productive. But what happens when we do sleep well, um, actually, I'll, I'll frame it when we don't sleep well, is during sleep, we have, you know, we have 90 minute sleep cycles. And without getting too complicated into it, you know, we these 90 minute sleep cycles really go into light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep, and it kind of goes back to this wake state uh, stage again. And we usually want about four to five cycles of this 90 minute sleep cycle. And if we're not getting each of these deep sleep and REM sleep stages, um, you know, if we're waking up, if we can't get to sleep at the proper time, even if we feel like we've been asleep, but it's not fully restful sleep, what will start to happen is our brain won't be able to fully recover and our body won't be able to fully recover. And sort of on a biological level, um, this is, for example, our brain's ability to detoxify, clean out all the toxins from the day prior, consolidate memories, um, trying to make sense of the world and just really fully recover because our brain is actually more active during the REM sleep stage than it is while we are awake. So it's, it's not that our brain's not doing anything. Like it's really working overtime to really, you know, make our body fully recovered and restored. So before the next day we can go, you know, really execute on our, on our hundred percent self. And if we don't have this, this is going to manifest where, you know, people, people know that, you know, how it, shows itself for themselves. So maybe it's, they're very irritable at their children or their spouse, or maybe they just have brain fog that lasts all day. Maybe they feel anxious. Maybe they feel like they want to be able to get more done, but they can't, they don't have creativity, um, you know, becoming an effective leader for their employees. They just feel like they're not a hundred percent. And for some people, you know, it's a range of this stuff where, you know, maybe it's, you know, they feel like they need some optimization, but there's other people who need like a tremendous improvement along the right direction. And also depends as well. How long have you been suffering? Has it been going on for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? And so there's a lot of things that you can consider, but sleep is one of those things. And I call them the three amigos. You have diet, you have um, exercise and you have sleep and diet and exercise. You know, we know a lot about that and we know the answer is obvious, but, you know, these things can sometimes be a little bit difficult to, you know, really build a healthy habit around like three cups of, you know, this three tablespoons of this, and it just gets complicated. And that's why people fall off. And likewise, going to the gym, like it is a stress on the body and going, you know, working it with a personal trainer. We know it's healthy for us, but a lot of us don't just because it's difficult. But with sleep, we're sleeping well anyway. And so if we can start optimizing a lot of, um, you know, just personalized tweaks, we can see tremendous improvements um, in just how we feel and function throughout the day. And I can just, I can go on about, you know, just transformations of clients that I've worked with who've seen it in their life and their results um, as well. So I think the, the important thing for me in, in what you just said is that even when we're sleeping, our brains are kind of working overtime on our behalf almost. So, filing storing processing you know saving memories if you think of it almost as this big giant computer so yeah that's quite powerful in terms of it's not wasted time we shouldn't think of it as lost opportunity 
So exactly. you, you talk there about um, eating, exercise, sleeping. If, I don't know, I'm one of these people that thinks I don't sleep particularly well and I'm, it makes mm-hmm. me quite anxious maybe, what things that I might be doing might be impacting my sleep? Is it the stuff I'm eating? Is it the way I'm exercising? Mm-hmm. Is it because I'm watching TV right up until I go to sleep? What kind of things will be impacting my sleep? Yeah, that's a really great question. And the answer is it's all of it. And it's not just one one thing, which would, you know, it's unfortunate because it would just be so easy and we all be able to sleep or fix sleep fix our sleep issues. But it's all these things combined. It's all the one percenters that really add up. And for some people, you know, it could be genetic factors or environmental factors. It could be one more so than the other. And so I'll touch on all these. But first, really, I want to give people an idea um, in terms of why we don't sleep well, really what it comes down to. So on my journey, talking with a bunch of people, doing all the research, really when we can't sleep well, it's a couple things. It's either, and it, it depends too, are you wake up in the middle of the night or is it more of an issue of getting to sleep? And so I'll first touch on getting to sleep. And a lot of this comes from just overthinking our bodies full of cortisol and, you know, we're just kind of that wired but tired feeling. And if that's the case, it could either be because of our brain neurotransmitters are just firing on overdrive. It could be because just our unconscious mind or our mind just will not stop thinking because this will, will, this will cause a chemical reaction inside of our body that induces a stress response. But it could also be too inside of our body where, you know, our our cortisol and our adrenaline are just surging so much where no matter what we try, even something as simple as a meditation, it's still not enough. And everybody has a different stress bucket load that we can handle. And for some people, they have a massive stress bucket. And those are the people that we know who can, you know, deal with stress and just be, you know, it's almost as if they always have a Zen-like mind, no matter what stress they're encountering. And other people, it doesn't take much stress to really put them into that state. And this is kind of a good clue as to the resilience of the body. So that's getting to sleep. The more complicated one is if we're waking up periodically throughout the night. So when this, with this type of thing, it's usually if we're getting up to go to the bathroom, are we having nightmares and kind of thrashing around while we're sleeping? But other ones to consider too, when we wake up, it's either because of a blood sugar spike. Um, so for example, our blood sugar, you can just think about it. So for the listeners, you know, plus one, minus one, that's kind of where we want a blood sugar, what our body's typically used to. But if we're riding this blood sugar roller coaster of like plus two, minus two, plus three, minus three, our body's not used to that. So what it's gonna do instead of recovering our body while we sleep, it's going to tap into our body's reserves, what it's, which it's not used to. And if there's a sacrifice there, then there'll be a sacrifice in other areas. And this is just, you know, hidden stressors at the end of the day. So that could be one piece. It could be a cortisol spike. Um, some people even have parasites inside of their gut, which like to come awake at nighttime. And this can cause a cortisol spike, which is, you know, stimulatory. Um, but it could be the unconscious mind, you know, where we wake up and our brain is trying to process so much. But if it becomes too much and we just become, our brain, brain becomes overridden all these things, then that's when we can start to wake up in the middle of the night too. So these are just some, some things that we should consider. And so how, what do we do about that? Really, it's reducing the hidden stressors inside of our body. So what, what that looks like is just overall eating a clean diet. We also want to re- reduce blue light as much as possible, usually about two hours before we go to bed. Recent studies show two hours of blue light or one hour blue blue light exposure before bed reduced melatonin, our master sleep hormone, by up to 90%. Um, you know, and that's huge and that directly impacts our REM sleep. And REM sleep is, you know, our, like I said before, our, our mind's ability to feel fully restored the next day. And we get that in that in the second um, half of our sleep cycle. So if we're waking up and we can't get back to sleep, 
then that's usually where our minds compromise, not our deep sleep, which is more body dominant. And so that's one thing there. We want to reduce blue light. We can blue, buy blue light blocking glasses. We also want a cool bedroom environment temperature. So, you know, Celsius about 18 degrees, Fahrenheit about, you know, 68 degrees. Um, we also want to black out our bedroom as much as possible, blackout, you know, curtains. Um, we can also do an Epsom salt bath before bed to really relax or a hot shower. That will actually induce our body to go into a cooler state um, to really help induce those, those pro, um, better sleep, um, cycles. And, you know, so these are some of the things to consider. And then one just quick thing in the morning that we want to do is expose when we first wake up is we want to expose our eyes to the sun for about 15 to 30 minutes. As soon as we start to wake up, um, light has such a heavy impact on how we feel and it activates a bunch of, um, brings up our systems online. Um, in layman's terms. So, you know, when we can start implementing these things and just doing it consistency, consistently, because consistency does matter, then we can see, you know, really great results in how we feel. And as long as it's tailored to our biology, because one last thing I'll just touch on is 70% of the population is a night owl, 30% is morning lark. Well, most of our work environment is tailored to the early morning versus if these night owls, you just shift their day by one or two hours ahead, you will see their productivity just shoot through the roof. And I've seen it time and time again. So with better awareness comes better decisions. And with those better decisions comes, you know, just you can maximize your energy output so much more throughout the day. Amazing. Some some top tips there. So when I was thinking about this podcast, I, there was a couple of questions that um, came to mind. So I'll run them past you and get your view. Is there such thing as a light sleeper? A light sleeper? Yes, there is. You know, we all have a genetic predisposition to either being a light sleeper or more of a deep sleeper. Um, you know, the, we know the people who can sleep like in the middle of a street and they don't wake up at all. And other people will just, you know, one minor thing will, will make them um, come awake. So it's interesting, you know, I run genetic panels on people and we can see, are they a light sleeper or a deep sleeper? And that just tells us, gives us a window into, okay, they probably just need more support here. But yeah, that's absolutely true. We've just had a heat wave. So any tips for sleeping in hot weather? Yeah, you know, the hot, the hot weather is a really difficult one. And I'm not sure about the UK, but do they have um, air conditioning units inside there? Or typically not really. Hotels, you're probably better no. off than sleeping in a hotel. Uh, yeah. Not many people at home. Yeah, you know, that's it's a tricky situation. Um, so here's a couple of things you can do besides fans being the obvious one. There's a company called Chili Sleep. Um, you can just Google it. Um, and if anyone's interested, they can email me Riley at the sleep consultant.com. Um, cause I do have discount links that I can provide at the same time. I just don't have the code right in front of me. Um, but that's a really good one because what it does is will blow cold air, um, under your covers while you sleep. And that's a really good solution to kind of, you know, get directly to your body and make it feel that way. Uh, while you sleep throughout the night beyond just your external bedroom temperature. But besides that, you know, I've had clients buy portable air conditioning units. Um, you know, it's, but it's tricky because, you know, there's, there's different things you can do, but you know, fans is obviously the big one. Um, also having a cool cloth before you go to bed, putting it on your forehead or the back of your head, sort of where your brainstem is that can have, those are kind of the good areas to induce that. Um, you know, ice, ice packs be another obvious one, but those would probably be the best things you can do. Um, you know, you just have to get creative in some of those circumstances if you don't have the technology available to you. Cool. Like that. Should you have a regular bedtime? So should you try and aim to go to sleep at the same time every night? 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, the rate, you know, that's one of the most important things is our body loves consistency and our body is all based on adaptation. Like if you think of our, you know, ancient ancestors going back thousands of years ago, you, you know, their bodies then compared to our bodies now, they really haven't changed much. The only thing that's changed is the environment around us. And so part of this kind of cracking the code to better sleep is inducing envir an environment that's, you know, going more naturalistic to back then, obviously you have to be a realistic to what it is now, but for them, they would wake up with the rising of the sun and they would go to sleep <clears throat> with the falling of the sun most of the time. And the only light sources that they had back then was the fire and the night stars and the night sky. And that was it. But now, but now we have so much, um, you know, fake sources of artificial light that's around us that our body is just not used to it. And it's really just sending our body into this overdrive that's stimulating us um, way more that, <clears throat> excuse me, way more than that we're used to. Cool. That's another good one. And sometimes you get that strange scenario where you wake up, I don't know, let's say you go to sleep at 10 o'clock at night, you wake up at one o'clock in the morning <clears throat> and you feel like you've been asleep for hours. Yeah. You feel totally refreshed. You think, oh, it must be six o'clock right. in the morning, but you've only been asleep for three, three hours, four hours. Absolutely. Happen? Yeah, that's that's a really interesting one. You know, if we're waking up in the middle of the night that time, that's usually it's like let's say if somebody's going to bed at 10 p.m. and they're waking up at about 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. You think about you know mid mid sleep cycle. That's typically an indication that's telling me is their body is transitioning more to that REM sleep dominant cycle state. We're always getting REM sleep throughout the night for our mind to feel fully restored, but you know we're making this transition on the second latter half of sleep where it's restoring more of the mind. So if that's happening, that's usually an indication of, um, I'll usually tell somebody they want to do a brain dump before bed of, you know, about 90 minutes, an hour before bedtime, just write everything down and think about a computer. If we can just brain dump everything and, and have more RAM bandwidth available while we do sleep, that's more recovery time versus our brain having to just process all this garbage that's happening at the same time. But yes, it, that for sure can happen. If you're getting up in the middle of the night too, um, that's another usually good indicator why sometimes our bladder will take about three or four hours when we first go to sleep, why we're first waking up. And, you know, a little side tip for that is, um, without going too much into the science, it's known, known to be related to a hormone called aldosterone. Um, because if our aldosterone isn't where it should be, we can't retain those fluids. And that's actually what's causing us to wake up, to go to the bathroom. So a shortcut there is you can actually have about, you know, a pinch of uh, Himalayan sea salt or Celtic salt before we go to bed. And it can really help uh, modulate and balance these minerals inside of our body to re re retain some of those fluids. So when we're able to do that, we can not have that feeling that we have to go to the bathroom. And so for a lot of clients I work with, when we start implementing these changes, it's not an overnight process. We still have to build that up. But, you know, if you have a pinch of Himalayan sea salt and just maybe have a cup of warm water before you go to bed, then what you'll find is you're not having that urge to go to the bathroom all the time. I have to get some of that. Then <laughs> final one. Is there value in investing in a good mattress, a good bed base and a good pillow? Absolutely. There is. Um, I always like to do that is, is the base. So, you know, when first starting to work with somebody, we want to make sure the, their bedroom environment is good. How is their mattress? Is it, you know, 
and this is it's personalized choice by the way i would say with a mattress or pillow there's not one right answer it is always what feels best for you um you know for some some of my clients you know a really hard style japanese type bed or really soft one or you can get a mattress where you can adjust the firmness of your mattress um that's really good too and same thing with the pillows some people like a soft pillow a medium pillow um, you can get, you know, the memory foam type ones that support your neck more. Do you have pain while you sleep? Um, you know, these are just some of the things you, that, you, that you do want to consider, but I would say for sure, um, these are great things to consider. Now, one thing you can do with your mattress is, um, uh, one little tip is if you rise the head portion of your bed by about three inches while you sleep, you'll be able to induce a better sleep. And the reason is, is because, while we were sleeping, like I was saying before, these garbage truck cleaners, it's known as our lymphatic system in our brain. They kind of come in, they clean up all the, all the plaque, all the plaque from the day prior. And that's where we just want to um, uh, rise our bed so we can really help with that um, detoxification process. Excellent. And before we close, any other top tips? There's quite a few you've given throughout the podcast, but any other top tips you want to share with people? Absolutely. You know, there's so much that we can do to, to improve our sleep, um, on so many different domains. If people go to the, the sleep, T H E sleep, the sleep consultant.com, I have tons of blogs. People can subscribe to the email newsletter. I even offer 15 minute free consults, uh, for people, you know, for any specific things that, you know, we'll look at, um, that's custom tailored to their biology. Um, you know, whether it's their bedroom environment or anything else. So that's a great way to do it. But you know, other low hanging fruit things that people can start to try is, not eating about four to five hours before bed, especially like a sugary type of meal, even desserts, this can be disastrous. Because like I was saying before with blood sugar levels where those can actually start to spike um, and that our body's not used to. Um, if we have, you know, as our last meal of the day, let's say we're going to bed about 10 p.m. and we're eating at about, you know, 5, 6 p.m. If we can instead, you know, have our last meal to be something like, um, let's say it was a steak with avocado and if we were to have a carb like a sweet potato this would be really good because that sweet potato is sort of a slow slow release um, carbohydrate versus something that's like extremely sugary like a dessert or even you know something like pasta it's something known as glycemic index and if you have a high glycemic index that means it's going to spike your blood sugar a lot quick more quickly compared to something else and another quick tip you can do with the blood sugar um, with your meals is uh, having a good fat source so like avocado that i mentioned is very good but if you have like um, uh, coconut oil almond butter some of these butters that are the, the healthy form of fat this can really help stabilize your blood sugar, um, as well as curcumin too. Curcumin is kind of a little hack. If you can put curcumin on just about everything, um, as long as it tastes okay, then you'll be definitely be in a great place. And other quick things too, you know, caffeine's a big one. So not having caffeine after 2 p.m., minimizing that as much as possible. Um, not doing any heavy workouts, you know, four to five hours before bedtime, because this can increase your body temperature. Um, and other things, you know, like a, a light brisk walk is okay, or a light jog is fine. Um, those are some other good options. Um, but the morning routine, I really want to focus with people is very important too. the, what we do in the morning is equally as important as the evening time. So exposing your eyes to that bright light in the morning, first thing, um, is a great way to get the day started. Brilliant. Love those tips. And to finish off, Riley, where's the best place for people to find you? Yeah, they can just go to thesleepconsultant.com. Or they can reach me directly at Riley, R-I-L-E-Y, at thesleepconsultant.com. And are you on, can people find you on LinkedIn as well? 
Yep, you can find me on LinkedIn. So if you just you enter uh, Riley Jarvis, R-I-L-E-Y-J-A-R-V-I-S, I'll be right there, um, as, well, as well as Facebook as well. Perfect. Final question for me that everybody gets comes on the pod. What's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given? Oh, that's a really good one. Uh, the best business advice I've ever been given, and this is just through my own experience, is instead of always focusing on business strategy first and all these external things, you know, there's an infinite supply of different tips and just all these different things, which, you know, we forget within a couple of days, like, what did we eat for breakfast a couple of days ago? Like most of the time, we, you know, we can't recall this. And so instead that I've had the most success with other people have told me and I've just seen with other people is if we focus on the internal first. So what does that look like? Well, investing in our health, investing in ourself, the, and then, from this place when we have a strong foundation then all these external things that we seek for example business strategy business tips and everything else um, they will come much more effortlessly because i've just seen time and time again of us trying to chase these different things and we're just burning the candle from both ends versus if we can be operating from this place we're just the the default state is just a nine or ten out of ten version of ourselves as cliche as that sounds you're just able to operate, you know, what feels like two out of 10 output, but you're just getting so much more done compared to before where it just felt like, you know, you didn't see the end of the day in sight. You just felt stressed and you're coming from this place of, you know, just um, lack instead of abundance where it was just, you know, everything comes to you versus you having to chase things. And if you focus on your biology, it becomes that much easier to achieve that, whatever that goal is. So I, I would say if you can focus on the internal first, from that place, really, you know, study business books, strategies, um, you know, whatever that is in your field, then um, you'll just be a lot more efficient with your time and your total output. Amazing. Love that one. Listen, really appreciate your time coming on. I've got some great tips from this one. And we'll put your website link and other links to LinkedIn in the show notes for people to find you easily. But appreciate your time coming on, Riley. And take care and we'll catch up soon. Thank you so much, Simon. Appreciate it.